podcasters. On today's episode of Business at Glam, we get to sit down with the master chief and co-founder of Denver Style Magazine, Heather Akimoto. We're so excited to learn more about her business and the evolution of the magazine over time. So grab a glass of bubbles and we hope you enjoy. So we're really excited to have Heather Akimoto with Denver Style Magazine. So you're the co-founder and master chief. I am, and I'm super excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining us. So tell us a little bit about how you got started in a magazine. Sure. So <laughs> And producing... 15 like, issues and yes. getting ready for the next one. So we started about uh, four years ago, actually almost five. It was August of 2014. Um, and I had met a publisher here in Denver who was doing some other work. And um, he kind of just posed the question and asked, uh, you know, do you think that there is an opportunity for a magazine here in Denver? I had been working as a stylist here in Denver. And um, after working with clients, would get to the end of working with them and realized that there wasn't a listing of fashion style and beauty places to send them. And so I knew that there was a really big opportunity. Um, there were more boutiques that were starting to open. There were more things that were starting um, to happen here in Denver in 2014. Um, you know, we think about that now that seems like eons ago. And so um, right. it was all really of these like cute little small businesses. Are yeah, popping up all of them have popped up and um, new neighborhoods have, have popped up and grown and new little fun names of neighborhoods. So that's really how the magazine started was there was just a need for it. And so we started out and produced our first issue in 2014 and launched it, uh, the first issue in December of 2014. And uh, 15 issues later, we are here getting ready for issue number 16 that launches in March. That's so exciting. It is. I'm, I'm really excited for it. So did you have a background in like Besides fashion, obviously you were styling. Had you ever worked or written or kind Done of produced? Yes. Because I was no. like, there's so many different avenues when you think of things that are going into print and things that are just a magazine, right? Yeah, <laughs> that absolutely. There's like photo shoots, there's styling, there's writing, editing. I think what's, what's really <laughs> interesting is that I didn't realize that I had the skills to do this until I was in the middle of it. And I had started working at a young age. My, one of my first jobs was working at McDonald's. And so um, I was never afraid of work and kind of just took jobs um, throughout my career that helped me grow um, as a leader, as a project manager. And so I um, was in retail management in my early 20s and then went to school for interior design um, and I picked up design skills. I picked up um, how to use Photoshop, how to use InDesign, in Illustrator. And so I had those things kind of in my back pocket. Um, and then after I got out of school, I worked as a project manager for um, a health and wellness company um, and traveled around and, uh, and, and managed health and wellness programs for really big corporations. And so um, the ability to to use all of those skills and those project management skills and those design skills um, and retail management skills all came together um, and really helped me focus and apply those skills to what I do now. So I don't, 
I, I definitely did not go to school for, <laughs> for any of this. Um, and I have some friends that are actual journalists and... Um, Okay, uh, so I have a lot of friends that are journalists and actual reporters that went to school for that and do an incredible job, um, and I definitely follow and pick up things from them, but no, I've not been trained as a journalist, as a writer, as, as any of this. I think I really just have skills as a project manager. But you're doing your thing. Doing it. <laughs> Getting it. And that's really, honestly, what, what all of us entrepreneurs are, is we're just project managers. Our projects are different and we have different goals and we have different outcomes, but we're project managers. And so we are handling a whole bunch of things at one time. And that's really what it takes to be an entrepreneur. There's a whole bunch of other things, but being a good project manager and being able to communicate things to your employees or um, to your vendors or to collaborators or contributors is what you need to, to run your business. Amazing. What is your best piece of advice for somebody that's looking to get into some kind of media company? Ooh. Just think get about out something there and else. do those things. <laughs> think, about, think about something else. Um, you know, it's, I think it, media in general is really interesting these days um, because media does have influence and you have to really understand what your intent is and why you are starting and who you're wanting to influence and why you're wanting to influence them. Um, it's always been a goal of mine to get people to start shopping locally and to get them into our local boutiques, to get them using local style stylish professionals, um, to just shopping and living locally. And so that's always been the intent of Denver Style Magazine. And anytime, anytime I'm on the fence about doing something, I always go back to that intent and um, try to understand why I'm doing something. Do you have, since we're on the advice role, any advice of having kind of balance between your work, your life? I'm sure that you do lots of different events. You have a lot of different areas that you have to hit. Do you have advice or how do you stay kind of balancing both of the work life. I just saw an article that it's all bullshit and we don't have work life balance. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, probably really true. There I think there is a balance between it all. Um but it has to be a conscious effort. I think you really have to be aware of your time and where it's going and what you're doing. Um you know, it's the first thing that you do when you open your eyes, reach for your phone and open up your email. Um, I had to work to make that not my first thing that happened. And so it, you know, I start my days really early, but that's because I make sure that there's a couple of hours in there. Um, that's for me time or for me to kind of get myself prepared and ready for the world. So I think that there is a balance, but it has to be a conscious effort. Do you believe in that 4am wake up? For the successful entrepreneur. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a four, my alarm goes off at 4.30. Um, and so I'm not quite at 4 a.m. But I So do, you're somewhat successful. I'm, so, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm definitely a morning person. I am 100% a morning person. I enjoy mornings. I enjoy the quiet time. I enjoy getting things done before 
anybody else wakes up. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel my best when I start my day early. Um, but that also affects my nights too, because that means I fall asleep super early. I don't make it through movies at night. Um, (laughs) you know, like if I go to a show at the performing arts center and it's like seven 30, by eight o'clock and not, you know, eight 30, yeah. I'm just like, Ooh, how much longer Sleeping is this? Coffee. How much longer <laughs> is this? Um, so, you know, I, I have an alarm that tells me to start getting ready for bed at nine 15. Um, and I have a pretty strict schedule with my, with myself and keep myself on a pretty, um, strict regimen to, to create that balance. Cause I know I need it. I love it. So how did you kind of determine, what your needs and wants were. So did you kind of start out knowing I have to sit, stick to a certain structure or did you learn it over time and kind of see what felt best to you? So kind of finding that balance, did you know from the get-go that that's the type of day that you need to have structured or did you kind of learn and develop as you got into business ownership? We were just talking off mic camera I like wanted to say camera (laughs) I'm like so impressed with somebody that gets up and is like so regiment and it's like always my goal to be regiment but then life happens to me and I'm like a Tasmanian devil that goes through a day doing 17 things at once (laughs) I think that has been um a journey uh when I first started in management 15 years ago um I was a multitasker. I wanted to get as many things done, you know, in however short of time and have a bunch of things going on and have all these tabs going. Um, And it's been a progression of finding the balance of um, shutting things off and working on one thing at a time and being able to focus. Um, And that's been really tough for me because that's not my nature is is to focus. It's my nature to just like be all over the place and like let my mind, my mind run wild. So it's been practice to, uh, find that focus and find that balance, find what I needed. Um, and on a regular basis, I go back to my habits. Um, I was just talking to someone about habits and how, when you create goals, part of creating goals is create habits, um, to sustain those goals or to, to help you reach those goals. And so you, um, you know, day one, you have all of these new habits that you're going to do. You're going to read, you're going to read a book for 20 minutes and you're going to, um, run for an hour and you're going to do all of this stuff. And then you forget like all of the things that you do on a normal basis, like eat lunch and go grocery shopping or have a drink with someone. And none of those habits really fit into your life. And so it's making adjustments to that and realizing like, okay, I'm going to try this this one week. And if this doesn't really work into my lifestyle, I need to make adjustments. I did that this, I did that yesterday um, where I looked at my habits for the last couple of weeks and I was like, this just isn't working for me. And I'm not, I'm not making my habits happen. So they're, they need to be adjusted. Um, And so I made adjustments and set new goals and new habits for myself. So that happens on a regular basis. So it's not, um, you know, I, I try to, to have habits on a regular basis and there's some of them that stay the same. Um, but if I'm working on a new goal, then I try and introduce something new. And if you fall off the wagon, I love... It's not that big of a deal. <laughs> right? I was like, you give yourself grace to get Absolutely. back on or like reset because I think sometimes we think... Or you read a book, right? And you're like, oh my gosh, I have to do this. I have to wake up at 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. 
to be successful, they said so. They said so. <laughs> and then you're like, what? Do, what? And then by 12, you're like, oh my gosh, I am exhausted and I'm mad and I'm angry and, and none this of that works. Work none, of this, none of this works all? for my life. Um, and it's also, it should always be done in small steps in bite-sized pieces. Um, we never want to just, just like, I'm never one of those people that just like, jumps into it and I'm like okay well I'm just gonna like figure out how to swim I'm like no I want to like I want to start in like a whirlpool and then take classes and then <laughs> like I'm like the slowest person at, at jumping into things um I'm very cautious and really try to integrate them into my lifestyle rather than just be like okay this is my new life um immediately what is the best piece of advice that you think you've been given when you started business or just over time, if you have anything that you kind of hold to yourself, like, wow, that was a great piece of advice that I hold onto all the time. Like mine is, it's going to take you, cost you to double and take you a triple amount of time or something like that. It was like, it was like, wow, you're actually really accurate. Oh, that is true. <laughs> that's, that's, that, that is very true. Um, I don't know it's, if it's like, a piece of advice, but it's something that I learned as a, as a young designer and continue to relearn, um, and be reminded of. And it's that in order to move on, you have to finish what you start and there's, you're not going to love everything, um, that you, that you do, but in order to move on to the next thing, you need to finish what's in front of you. Um, and so that's happened to me in, in lots of situations. I mean, I'd be, being in design school and you're just done with your project. You're just wanting to move on to the next semester or the next quarter or the next project. Um, but you have to focus on what's in front of you. And the same thing has been in business too. There's um, always bright, new, shiny things to look at or to do or mm -hmm. to work on or to plan. Um, but there's always things in front of you that you really need to work on and focus on. And there have been times where I want to move, where I just, I just want to move past something, but I can't because I, you know, I need to finish that and put it out there, publish it and move on from it. It's amazing. And it's probably so gratifying to see it like in the physical form. It is. <laughs> it is. It is a, it's a very interesting thing to, to see your work in physical form. I think every designer probably goes through some, you know, through this thing where you are designing through school or you design for other people. And then you finally, um, see your work in print or you see it on a billboard or you see it in a video game, whatever you've created. And you have that sense of like, Oh wow, I've made that. And <laughs> You know, if you're a builder, you get to see your work. If you build freeways, you're like, when people drive on that freeway, I built that freeway. Yeah. Um, so to have something that people um, see and hold or um, recognize is really, is really cool. How do you think your business has evolved from like first concept to today? So I think when you, when we first started out, one of the things that we um, really jumped on board with was events. Um, we did a whole bunch of events when we first started out, um, meetups and industry meetups, and they were really great. I think that, you know, while we did them, uh, they helped us build our community um, and build a following and bring community together. But I think Denver's be become like starting to evolve and change um, 
And so we stopped doing events and uh, it was something that we were just not as interested in. Um, and that was one of the things that have evolved, has evolved and changed. Um, we've really gone back to that original idea of providing Denver with the most comprehensive list of fashion style and beauty businesses. Um, one of the things that we just launched last week was Denver style dines, dine vibes. Um, and so we have a listing of where to dine and what to wear. Um, so you can Love easily it. go to our website and it says what to wear to the restaurant and a little snippet of what to wear. And then you can click on it and find out more about the restaurant. I love that so much because you, I think, especially here in Denver, all of these new areas pop up or like a trendy new restaurant and you never know, like, should I be fancy? Should exactly. I? <laughs> like, yeah, be casual? What, like, what are people wearing there? Yeah, totally. And I think that's the, that's the thing with, with Denver is yes, you can wear everything, but if given the opportunity, is <laughs> yeah. this a place that I could wear, you know, fill in the blank. Totally. I love it. And so let's talk a little bit. There's been some evolving of ownership yeah. and co-founder. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that we always talk about this is that you have to kind of roll with the punches and know that like change is inevitable whenever you're a business owner. So how have you kind of dealt with rolling with the punches and yes. keep on going? <laughs> so it's that's a whole process in itself. And anybody that's gone through um, any type of ownership change on the back end um, knows that it it's emotional. It's, um, it's hard. It takes time. Um, things don't happen overnight. You kind of think, okay, I'm going to this is it. You're going to send these paper, you know, things are just going to happen quickly. Um, and they, they don't, it takes a little bit of time. It takes a little time for everyone to heal. Um, no matter who's involved, um, it doesn't have to be public. And I think that's probably the, one of the things that we always worry about is in our minds, we, um, we have these big ideas of ourselves that it's going to be this like, people magazine like blowout right. and like <laughs> or um, like the tabloids are coming it, and right. touch is gonna be here exactly. like next week. Exactly. And the reality is no one really gives a shit. <laughs> um they do they do and they they genuinely care about who you are and how you are as a person. Um and that's what people genuinely care about, especially in small business. Um that's that's what people are more interested in about. They are more interested in business owners being and doing what they are meant to, to be and do um, authentically because that's what small business is. It's all about authenticity. So if you're not in the right business and you don't feel like it's your authentic self, then it's time to move on. And um, I think in our situation, we both knew that it was that time. Um, it happened, like I said, you know, quickly. Um, and so it was, a, it, it was kind of like pulling off a, a bandaid, mm -hmm. um, where you're just like, oh, <laughs> and it, it stings for a little while, yeah. but you, you learn to get back up and, um, remember why you're doing this. Denver style magazine is, um, really important to me. The, the idea of it, the, um, sharing of brands and, you know, really getting um, people to shop locally has always been in my heart. And so uh, I knew that this was not something that was ready to, to end. 
um, and that I had the opportunity to kind of take it over and own it 100% um, and move on from it. Do you have advice for anybody that is in a business partnership of how to kind of work? We were just talking about this too, is that I would have such a tough time making decisions with somebody else. So I think there's a lot of pros and a lot of cons to having a business partner and being able to like work with them on a daily. Do you have advice of how to kind of get through that? Or if you do know it's time to cut ties, like how to go about that and keep it kind of respectful and mutual and understand that it's right, what's best and right for the business? I think one of the most important things and things that I um, have always kept in mind is um, for me, it's always about business. And so when I went into this partnership, um, yes, I am working with a human and um, having empathy and um, compassion for, you know, situations is, is really important and making sure that you're sensitive to that but also know that you are in this um, for a business. And so if one person is not in it for the business, um, it's not really going to work. And so both people have to be really clear about that, of really clear about what their intent is um, and why, that they're, why they're in it um, and not for personal reasons. Mm-hmm. I know I say it all the time at the end of the day, it's a business. It's a business. And it's hard to make those decisions sometimes when you have to end partnership. Like I always look at my employees as like a partnership. A partnership, yeah. It's always hard when you're not on the same page and you have to like, you decide that that's what's best ultimately for the business. Yeah. And I mean, everybody has to be, you know, wanting to be on, you know, be going to the same place. And if you're on the right bus and you're all going to the same place, everybody's happy and excited. But if there's one person that doesn't want to be there, you're going to feel it. It's going to, it's going to make a, it's going to make a difference in the morale of, of everything. Mm -hmm. What is kind of your biggest lesson that you've learned personally in growing your business and being in business? Ooh. <laughs> you just can one, do multiple. Just you one. can go, you can say as many as I feel like that's a, I feel like that's a, its own, its own podcast. It's so true. Um, I think one of the, the really big lessons and I, I've read it in books. You hear it a lot. Um, I think it's a word that's sometimes overused, but it's intent. And, it really helps you define why you're doing something, what you're doing it for. Um, it helps you answer a lot of questions. And so if you can come up with your intent of why you are doing something, um, every other question that you have of should I do this will be answered because that first question will answer basically the rest. Um, It'll, it'll answer your questions with your social media. It'll answer your questions with doing events, with, with whatever it is, with every new, bright, shiny, fun thing that comes your way that you want to start um, as a business owner. If it doesn't match up with your intent and why you originally started, um, then it doesn't need to be started. And I think sometimes we, as business owners, we add so much to our plate 
um, because we see other people doing it and we see other things happening and other businesses doing things. And so we feel the need or feel like we should do that. Um, but it doesn't match up or line up with our intent. And so if we can answer that first question of what is your intent, um, it really does help get rid of all that unnecessary, all of those unnecessary things that you don't really need to stress yourself out about. (laughs) (laughs) My advice yesterday to somebody was get back to the basics and just get really good at those and then everything else will fall into place. And I was like, yeah, girl. <laughs> like, you need to write that on your bathroom oh, mirror. Yeah. I need to wake up to that, like, every day. So how do you stay motivated and inspired? Do you have, like, any certain activities that you like to do? Any place? What? You hang out with Lindsay. Oh, thank you. I think um, surrounding yourself, and it doesn't, you don't have to, see people on a daily basis to know that you are supported. It's really important to have friends that support you um, from afar and that you feel supported by. Um, Not necessarily feel, but you know that you are supported by. That if you needed to call them at any point and and say, hey, I need to talk this through, or hey, can you answer this question? Um, They're honest and willing and and able to, to to talk to you about it, um, but really keeping a group of people to help you help keep you grounded mm-hmm. um, that will help you know that you can bounce ideas off of, especially as a as a business owner when you're by yourself, you don't have um, someone to bounce ideas off of, um, and so keeping people around to just say, "Hey, I'm thinking of this," or you know, "This idea came up," or you know, have you tried this? Mm-hmm. I came across this, you know, people that just have your back and are, and are constantly thinking about you. It is so amazing. Every time I meet up with you or I, like other business owners, I'm like, I feel so inspired. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna, I can do this. You feel like you had like a 20 minute therapy session and yeah. you're like, okay, that's all I needed. You're like, oh man, I've met with Heather and I can do this. I'm actually, actually on the right path. I'm okay. And I think part of that, you have to schedule that in. I work from home. And so there's often days or a week goes by and the only person I've seen is the Postmates delivery person. (laughs) And so, you know, I have to look at my calendar every week and say, okay, I need to make sure that there's time in there um, to connect with someone, to connect with people that inspire me, to get out um, and see something that, that inspires you. We're in a city where things are constantly changing, where we have different um, museum exhibits and all of these kinds of things. And I think sometimes we forget to take advantage of the things that are even here in our own city. That's so true. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that does look amazing. People are coming into town <laughs> to do these pictures. things. <laughs> like, I live right down the street from people, it. People spend their, people spend their weekends coming into Denver and paying money for parking yeah. when it's like down the street from us. Totally. Um, so what have you kind of seen in the evolution of magazine production? So I know that there's so much digital, there's so much different avenues of connecting with people out there. What do you think kind of has the future has for magazines or, or print? Yeah. print In general, I guess. Yeah. You know, I think, I don't think print is going anywhere. I Um, like to have a tangible item. Yeah. It really is. <laughs> it, they they prop up 
bowls really nicely. I mean, coffee table books, we'll never be able to be without them. Um, no, but it, it is one of those tangible things. I think we enjoy having something to read. I have books next to my bed because I don't want to look at a screen at night. Um, mm -hmm. And that's something that I've put into practice of not looking at a screen. And I think, you know, some people are making sure that that's part of their practice as well, their daily practice as well, is to not look at a screen, you know, so close to, to bedtime. Um, in terms of, of magazine print, I think that there, there's still a great way for visitors, for new people, uh, for people that are living in the city to find out what's happening in their city without having to connect online, without having to check Facebook or check Instagram. Sometimes you just want to check out and find out a little snippet about something mm -hmm. or read about a new neighborhood that you didn't find out um, about. And so that's really what it does. You know, when you check into a hotel, one of the first things I do is pick up the magazines that are in the room and like flip through them and see what's <laughs> going on and see, see what's there. Um, and so, you know, we want to be that magazine, not only for visitors, but for the thousands of people that are moving here every year and don't know where to start. And so if we can be um, the print start guide for people and, you know, eventually they start following us on um, our digital sites and social streams and we have information for them. Um, we can provide them not only with things that are happening in the city, uh, but we can provide them with information about different neighborhoods through print as well. So I don't think it's going anywhere. I think that it will, there's always going to be a place for it. I agree. It just, I just don't get the same like satisfaction, satisfaction of like, page. yeah. Yeah, I know. And I like to mark things up and own it myself. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, you both of us have notebooks sitting here in front of us and, and pens. I There's the art of writing. There's the art of, you know, being able to remember something from writing it down, from reading something on print um, and remembering it and seeing it next to a picture. You'll remember that when you are looking at something and have to turn a page. Mm -hmm. um, that's an experience that you have to physically um, experience physically have and so those those experience are experiences are you, you can't replicate you can't no. you just can't so how do you kind of market your the magazine how do you get it out how do you find that ideal consumer that and give them that resource guide so I think that's actually been one of the most interesting challenging and fun parts of this job um going into boutiques and sharing boutiques I think that's the that's a super fun part that's like the almost glamorous part but really figuring out where our readers are who they are um, what they're interested in and how we continue to grow that has been really interesting um, we started with a really strong Denver base and have really grown ourselves outside of Denver and into the more suburb areas and are now trying to you know um, expand ourselves even further out into the Rocky Mountains and into the West and really be the central hub um, for the Midwest. And we really want to be the central hub for um, the American West fashion. And so it's taken a little bit of work, not only to get our magazine um, distributed across Denver, but to also get it in the hands of um, different influencers, uh, different market markets. Uh, so we did a we did a, a project last year um, with the Parker Golf Club um, and provided magazines for a fashion show there. And so we just provide magazines for different avenues 
um, where they wouldn't necessarily see Denver fashion or know that these local boutiques existed. It's amazing. We get asked all the time, where are your favorite places to shop? And there are so many little boutiques in Denver in like different niche neighborhoods. So you're like, oh, if you go here, you can hit like all All four of these boutiques. And if you go down this way, you can hit all four of these boutiques. So yeah. And that's exactly is like being able, you know, when people ask, how do I start shopping local? One of the hard things is, is you know, if you're living in a suburb, you kind of go to a shopping mall and everything is in one place. And so you can get everything kind of in one shopping center or in one mall. And that's a convenience factor. And so we want to create the same convenience factor for our readers and followers. So you can shop by neighborhood on our website um, and choose the neighborhood that you want to shop in. And we're working on getting a locator map. Um, so you can zoom in and kind of find the little pockets of neighborhoods that you've already been to or ones that you need to discover. Do you have like a mission statement or a vision statement, a mantra even that you, that kind of explains Denver style magazine or helps keep you motivated as the master chief? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> she me. told me she was a master chief and I was like, I like that. Yes. <laughs> um, so we are a fashion style and beauty guide to look, feel and live your best Colorado life. I love it. Yeah. So anything under that realm, whether it's fashion style, beauty, wellness, um, anything that you need to live that best Colorado life of yours. Do you have a favorite mantra or something that keeps you going on those days that you feel uninspired or oh gosh I think I mean I, I like I could go through my journal and like and find different and find ones different every ones day every single day I know yeah, totally on a, on a daily um on a daily basis I think on a daily basis I if I look through my little journal <laughs> like the thing that I'm reminding myself most often is to be aware of thought and in presence um and so I struggle with allowing my thoughts to just run wild and then 30 minutes later I'm like whoa 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 where <laughs> where am I in my thought like how did I get here yeah um and where so did this cliff where, come from exactly <laughs> literally yeah you know it's, it's like a wikipedia rabbit hole you're just going down the rabbit hole deeper and deeper and so it's really being able to focus and control my thought and stop my stop myself mm-hmm. um when I start going down those rabbit holes and being like, no, 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 be here, be present, um, be aware of what you're doing. Um, there's oftentimes, you know, you're driving somewhere and it's, it's just habit for you to get there. And then you get there and you're like, I I don't even remember that whole drive at all. Like what? Um, and so I want to be more present and aware of that. And so that's honestly like what I've been trying to remind myself and work on. Is that your word for 2019? Have you seen that? (laughs) People oh, like people. create a word that is your word for yes. 2019. Yes. And there was like, I have a lot of words I want to keep, Gosh, but I know. <laughs> yeah. My word from 2019 is probably stop. Stop. Yeah. Yeah. Just stop. Just drop, stop. And roll. Just whatever you're doing, just stop. Just for a minute, just stop. Mine is mindfulness. I think. Nice. And what you were saying is be present. And mm-hmm. I think that it's hard, especially like being on your own that you don't celebrate small things. Yeah, totally. And you're just like, but we're not there yet. And we like, I need to keep moving forward. So I just want to kind of be mindful to remind myself to like, just be in the now and celebrate and deal. 
move on. 100%. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Just be mindful. Just be mindful. Just be aware. Uh, so Heather has the same like admiration for Oprah as I do. I can, I, can you tell? <laughs> like we talk about Oprah all the time and I was just I'm surprised watched, she's not my screensaver. <laughs> I know. Maybe we should put her as our screensaver for the rest of the month. Um, but we were talking about, uh, we both listened to her podcast and we listened to one about mindfulness. And I think that's where I'm like drawing still from. Yeah, absolutely. Giving yourself grace. And when you're in the shower, just be in the shower. Be in the shower. Totally. <laughs> it's, and that's the thing. Like there's multiple times where you're like in there and you're just doing your routine and you're like, what am what am I doing? Where did that time go? Where did my mind go? Um, and no, just like really be in that present. Um, and the times that you're able to be in that present moment and that focus, it's really interesting because there's really nothing else that matters. Um, I have had the chance to train for a couple of triathlons in my lifetime (laughs) (laughs) and both times that you train for it. Um, you know, the thing that it really helps with is that focus because it helps you think about one thing. It really helps you narrow your mind. And so, um, you're able to stop that nonsense and the chatter and the other thing and streamline your thoughts, Mm -hmm. um, and take control of them and not let them take control of you. Um, and so if you can find that same awareness and mindfulness in your daily work, um, I think that we'd, we'd all be better workers, <laughs> right? Maybe. I, I know. I, literally Tasmanian devil over here. <laughs> I'm like, stop. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Maybe stop is part stop. of the mindfulness stop. word of 2019. I'm like, I don't need to think about 17,000 things right now. Yeah, However, things get put to the back burner that aren't very important. Then I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my God. Yeah. I haven't placed that order for right. so long. Right. <laughs> Nobody died. Nobody okay. died. Right. Everybody's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're in the fashion style and beauty business. Yeah. We're good. Yeah, totally. So we can slow down. We can slow down. Yeah. We don't have a life <laughs> in our hands. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what does the future hold for Denver Style Magazine? So we what have are- four issues coming up um, this year that we're, we're really excited about. Some new contributors, um, new entrepreneurs that we're featuring, some really great features, more fashion style beauty businesses that we are including. Like I said, our Denver style Dine Vibe. So you can check that out now on our website and find out places to eat and what to wear, what to wear where. Um, and then we are um, doing, we're, we are um, going to be sponsoring some events and showing up at some events um, and covering some events. And we have some new writers and photographers that we're going to be including. So really just including more community collaborations um, and more brands, businesses to follow and shop, shop at. It's amazing. So where do people find Denver Style Magazine? Where can they kind of connect with you if they are looking for the amazing resource guide that you have? So the best way is to check out our website, denverstylemagazine.com, or follow us on Instagram um, at Denver Style Magazine. And if you click the link in our profile, you can shop locally by neighborhood or find an influencer, a stylish professional, um, or a mobile or online brand or boutique. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, Lizzie. I hope 
that you're feeling as inspired and motivated as I am. I am definitely so impressed with her organization and ability to kind of regroup and create habits and goal setting. So I know that that is something that I am definitely taking away from and can't wait to get started doing. We also love her sharing of the evolution of Denver Style Magazine, and we're looking forward to all of the new issues coming out this year. If you want to find her online again, denverstylemagazine.com or on Instagram, Denver Style Magazine. If you love us, follow us on the social stew, Business of Glam, um, and check out Beauty and Bubbles every Tuesday on Glam Bar Denver's Facebook Live. We hope that you'll join us next week for another episode of Business of Glam. Until then, remember to stay glam. <laughs>